How are we doing, Rugby League fans? NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast. Round 10 review. Magic round. All done. How good was Magic Round? Um, got a soft spot for it uh, after going in 2019, having a fantastic time and uh, really enjoyed uh, what I got to see on the weekend. It brought back some fun memories and uh, very jealous for those that uh, got to attend and um, looked like, for the most part, a lot of fun. Uh, but the fisticuffs going on there, real funny part there on the, uh, the Friday night when uh, there was a bit of a a bit of a ruckus uh, in the crowd and um, punches being thrown. A couple of, couple of coward punches too. I mean, geez, that's piss poor. Uh, and, oh, geez, that's bad form. And, you, you know, and, but funny, during the game there, and you could hear the crowd really lift and really um, raise the volume. And uh, the commentators were going, oh, geez, the crowd's getting into this. They're loving the footy, aren't they? And had nothing to do with the footy. Uh, but... Um, disappointing to see but i mean that's that's going to happen when uh there's booze and everything else involved at the footy it's going to happen occasionally from time to time and uh there was another incident there on uh, just on uh, last night there when hastings was taking the kick at goal on the sideline and one of the cowboys uh was uh, throwing a few lines out to him and apparently got a bit nasty and about his family and uh normally the players will just you know will wear most most crap that gets uh, slung their way and just play on, but uh, he wasn't happy with what was said. Pointed it out to the ref and mentioned it to the uh, one of the ground managers there, and that guy was escorted out and is getting charged by the police. So that's good stuff. So it's good to see. But I think all in all, I think the crowd had a fantastic time. I think the players really enjoy it. Something a little bit different. I think they can do – I think they really need to do more um, double headers in games. I don't see why they can't have a, a Friday night double header at um, especially the new stadium when that's up and running, but Friday night double headers at Suncorp or uh, or in Sydney, uh, even out at uh, even out at Homebush if they have to, and just play both games out there. Get four sets of teams, uh, teams fans uh, at the game, and instead of having a game with you might get fifteen thousand to it, get thirty thousand, get forty thousand to it, and you know make the tickets reasonable when you get a double header and it makes for a far better spectacle, far better uh, TV viewing spectacle uh, and lots of fun. And, you know, I, I think they need to do more of that. Just simple double headers. Doesn't You don't have to have uh, full on triple headers, although that would be pretty cool as well, but you don't want to go too overboard because then it might um, diminish magic round to an extent, but double headers, get them going, get them going on a Sunday as well. You know, have, have, have the two Sunday games back to back at one venue there. Especially if it's, uh, say, four Sydney teams playing um, each other on the Sunday. Have them at the same venue. Things like that. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's that's just me, though. Hey, look, the footy itself I thought was really good. Uh, you know, lots of matchups. Uh, you know, there were six of the six of the top eight were all playing each other. Um, so, and there was, uh, I mean, even teams like, uh, like the Bunnies and the Warriors and ninth and tenth playing each other. Dragons and Titans pretty evenly matched. Even the bot in the bottom game there, fifteenth versus sixteenth with the dogs and the knights, and um, and uh, that's where we'll start, shall we? Um, let's have a let's have a talk about let's have a talk about the dogs. Wow, it just goes from bad to worse for these blokes, doesn't it? And you think if ever there was a game that they should win, um, and they shouldn't really be winning, you know, you shouldn't put them down as a should win ever at this stage for the doggies, but 
you'd think that they'd put up more of a fight than what they did against the Knights. 16 points to 6. They put up 6 points against a pretty disappointing Knights team this year. Got off to a flyer and won their first two games, but after that, it's been pretty ordinary. Uh, and they all they could manage was 6 points. After, uh, I think they only scored 4 last week against the Raiders, and then only managed 6. So, uh, Trent Barrett is, uh, looks like his uh, he's, he's Gornsky's. Uh, the board are going to be meeting today to discuss uh, Trent Barrett's future. Not looking bright, you would have thought. And this after Phil Gould only said a couple of weeks ago, Barrett's going nowhere. I mean, he'll be coaching this team long after I'm gone. Uh, unless we don't, this is something we don't know about uh, Phil Gould uh, and his health. But uh, you would have thought he is, uh, you would have thought that his time is up. Uh, Trent Barrett. Uh, he's he's no chance of keeping his job. I would have thought they're just struggling. They've got nothing. They've got nothing there with uh, with Burton and the halves. It's just not working. Is he even a half? I mean, he was so effective in the centres for uh, Penrith. And, and look, to be fair, Penrith can make most players look good. Um, I think Burton's being exposed once he's he's playing for a well below one of the weakest. Well, they are the weakest team in the comp, uh, and he's being exposed, and he's not quite. I wouldn't say he's a fraud, but he's not quite the player they were hoping he would become. Uh, and Possibly he's not quite the player that they thought uh, he is when they bought him. Uh, so issues there. I mean, there's, there's talk that Burton wants out anyway. He's not happy at the Dogs. Wasn't happy uh, initially when he went there and um, certainly won't be happy now. Uh, and he does have a clause in his contract for, not for next year, but for the third year of his contract. So he is allowed to talk uh, to clubs from November 1st this year. So he might be two years and done at the Dogs. Um, where he goes from there, who knows? Is, is he a half? Does he want to go back and play in the centres? He's very, very good running centre. Uh, and he does have a strong kicking game. He's got that big, powerful left boot. But, geez, it's just, it's just not working for him. Um, and for the rest of them, the pack, uh, Vaughn, uh, Vaughn's only on a one-year contract. He... He's a bit hot and cold. I thought Thompson wasn't very good uh, on the weekend. I thought he struggled a bit. Um, Max King uh, had, didn't quite have the impact. I know the uh, the weather wasn't wasn't flash. He didn't quite have the impact. The offloads weren't there. And I think it, and Pangai Pangai I think had three small stints, three like ten minute stints on the field. Uh, so they they're wasting three interchanges just with one player with Pangai. You know, on off, on off, on off. You can't do it. You can't play things that way. Uh, Pangai was ineffective. I think for the Dogs, they really need to throw caution to the wind and be offloading almost at will to give themselves a chance to make up for the uh, lack of creativity they've got in the halves. And if their forwards aren't doing that, they then they don't have much at all. Matt Dufty is a shocker at the back. And uh, I mean, I hope he's got his passport all sorted out and everything because, I mean, he's, he's, he's destined for the Super League for sure, that fella. Um, there's just not enough there. Uh, Josh Adokar, I mean, I know he's won his premiership, so he's he's played State of Origin, so he's he's done what he needs to do in the game, and now he's just, you know, he's cashing a paycheck at the Dogs. But how happy can you be there when you're losing all your games? Uh, and, you know, he could have gone to a number of different clubs. Um, he chose the Dogs. Got, the money was probably a lot better than what the other, any other club was going to offer, but you know, and that's the price you pay. Uh, you know, good luck to him. He's getting rich, but uh, he's playing in a shit team, and that's where he's going to stay. Look, well done to Newcastle. Uh, focus on them for a minute. They, after all, they did win the game, 16 points to six. 
Uh, I thought Clemmer was very, very strong for them. Uh, I thought um, Barnett coming back from the uh, the elbow suspension uh, was very, very strong as well. You know, there was talk. You know, he he did owe it to his uh, to his teammates. He certainly did. A six week six week suspension for an absolute brain melt uh, against Chris Smith at, uh, at Penrith there in round three. So he definitely owed it to him. And you know, they didn't win a game since he was gone. He came back, played really, really strong. Um, and uh, repaid uh, somewhat uh, his teammates. But he's got a long way to go to do that. But uh, you would think he's a man on a mission this year. Not a bad super coach option either. Uh, he's got a massive break even because of that um, small score he got in round three when he got sent off. Uh, I think he's in the 400s. Not a bad option because I think he, if he stays fit, uh, no injuries, he'll be playing 80 minutes for the rest of the year for Newcastle. Um, the halves still struggled. I mean, it was you know it was a tight game. It was six all at half time. It was a tight game. Newcastle only just scored late uh, to pull away. Um, and yeah, I mean you know they'll take the two points, uh, and um, it gives them a little bit of breathing space uh, from the bottom of the ladder. Not much. They're still they're still there or thereabouts. Um, but they'll take the two points and run with it. Uh, from a super coach perspective, what have we got here in terms of scores? Uh, for the Dogs, Matt Burton top scored with 57. It was one of the only calls I got right in terms of the top scorers for the week. Um, not much else doing here at all. I played Max King. I just thought I'll bank the 40 to 50 points in the first game of the round. Uh, and he, he pulls out a stinker, 28, and that was the theme for the round. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think anywhere around 1,000 is probably the par for the round. Um, some shocking calls that were made. I, I, I made a really, really bad trade that I'll talk about in the next game. Uh, but yeah, some pretty disappointing scores and possibly to be expected considering the conditions up in Brisbane. Uh, but yeah, Max King pulling out just 28. There's not a lot doing super coach wise. Pangai 32, uh, Naden, as we talked about, he got 31 points. Uh, for Newcastle, Bradman Best had a good game, 79. I thought he had a, he's probably his best game of the year. Uh, Barnett was 78. David Clemmer, another strong performance, was 70. Uh, he's looking good, and I think he's a super coach option for sure. Rock steady there in your front row. Uh, Callum Ponga, 53. Uh, Chris Randall back down to earth with 33. A lot of players I saw did play Chris Randall this week. And 33 uh, shared time with Phoenix Crossland there at dummy half. Uh, that's probably about it for that game. Uh, Newcastle picking up uh, picking up the two points. Uh, there was Corey Waddell did get injured with a head knock. Um and uh, Chris Botolo uh, was charged for a high tackle. Uh, not, not any super coach relevance there. The big game on Friday was the hometown Seagulls taking on the hometown Broncos. And it was a pumping 38-0 Broncos. Giddy up. Uh, really enjoyed watching this game from a Broncos fan perspective. Not so much from a super coach perspective. Once I saw that the uh, the track was reasonably dry and there was no rain at the start of the game, I pulled the trigger and I went Pappenhausen to Turbo. I was seduced. I thought, oh, there's too much potential here for Turbo to pump out a 150, and here we go. And I, it was never in my plans. My plan for I basically settled that I was going to go Pappenhausen to Isaiah Papali'i via the Jewels. Just do the one trade, leave it at that. Uh, and then I got I got seduced by uh, by Turbo. He was flirting at me. Uh, I didn't even I didn't take any notice of all the strapping on his leg or anything like that. I just 
I didn't see a 38 nil scoreline coming and I went bugger it and I did it. And I also decided to get his bloody brother as well. I thought, oh, let's free up some cash. I'll get rid of some dead wood and I'll, I'll bring in Burbo. What's the harm? Uh, and, and look, he did well. He hurt himself just before half time, clutching at his shoulder. I thought, oh, you beauty, he's out for the year. That's fantastic. Uh, turns out it is an AC joint, so he will be spending some time on the sidelines there. Um, but yeah, one of those one of those games where it was uh, it was a tough watch from a super coach perspective, from a Broncos fans perspective. Absolutely stoked with the way uh, Reynolds led his team round. He scored ninety eight. Looks fantastic. He's a genuine super coach option now. I really feel that. His kicking game around the field's brilliant. He's just doing a great job. The short kicking game, the chip and chase for the try. How good was that? We need more of that in the NRL. That was fantastic to see. He's kicking all his goals. Uh, looks fantastic. And he, he is definitely a super coach option for you moving forward. Uh, doesn't play the first buy around, so maybe maybe look at it for later on. Um, Corey Oates continuing his strong form, playing really, really well, scoring tries. He scored 94. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo, 79, did get a hat-trick. So there's alarm bells there. If he doesn't score, he's, he's got a touch of the coats about him. Uh, a hat-trick and only 79. So there were um, tries off kicks, though, so you don't get the line break for that. Keep that in mind. Thomas Flegler, absolute workhorse in the middle there, coming off the bench with 66. In fact, all the middles. Haas, maybe uh, a lower score for Haas owners than they would have hoped, 53. Pat Carrigan, fantastic game from him. Played or maybe the first 55 to 60 minutes. Uh, looked sensational. Jesus playing well. And I, he'll be playing Origin. I've got no doubts he'll be playing Origin. Uh, he scored 53. Even Jensen uh, playing in the middle. Uh, he really racks up the super coach points. Not enough minutes there to become an, an option, I don't think. But 48 for him. Uh, Tony Staggs, just the 35. Didn't really see any attacking ball again, but defensively very, very strong. Um, Tamari Martin, 17. He did pick up a bit of an injury, played through it, but could be a hip concern there for Martin. Uh, for Manly there, again, the the pack just, they were, the pack got smashed. And I did I did talk about that in the preview. I did think that Broncos had um, had the middles to to maybe look after Manly, and, and they looked after them well and truly. They they fed them, they bathed them, and they they tucked them up and put them in bed, gave them a kiss goodnight. Absolute smash-up job, uh, to be fair. Uh, top scorer for Manly was Ola Kawatu with 55, who I think is a great super coach option. Uh, Cherry Evans with 50. Uh, Tua Palotu, 35. Bencher Voyage, 33, playing in the centres there, but he is hurt. Uh, Kula, popular player with 30. Tom Trebojevic with 23. That's money well spent, wasn't it? Uh, Garrick, another one. Uh, a lot of people are looking at bringing in. A uh, bit of a sneaky pot option there. Just the 20 points for Garrick. Um, look, and the, the, the there was talk, Hasler said, uh, Tommy didn't re-injure the knee. Uh, there's word it was just a cork, but he was struggling all game, and he's got that look on his face. Oh, my leg hurts. Oh. But, you know, which was pissing me off. But uh, you could tell he wasn't even close to 100% fit. Uh, hopefully it was just a cork. Uh, I'm basically going to have to keep um, Turbo for the rest of the year. I'm not going to trade him out again. I'm just going to want him back when he is firing and fit, and you know that's going to happen. Uh, so I'm just going to have to stick with it. Um, but, yeah, Manly got some concerns. Uh, they were pretty piss poor in this game. They they really were. Broncos were excellent, and they've got a pretty friendly draw coming up, the Broncos. So they're firmly entrenched in the top eight, which is good stuff. On to Saturday. 
Uh, two teams outside the top eight looking in, and this was a, a tale of two halves. We had the uh, Warriors versus the Bunnies, and the Bunnies uh, got out to a massive lead and were just killing them. And it was, you know, we just thought, oh, the Warriors. I was expecting a bounce back. I think a lot of people thought they will bounce back and possibly even win the game. Um, but, yeah, that first half was was a shocker. Uh, and, I mean, the Rabbitohs weren't even that good, to be fair, but they were, it was it was too easy for them, and Walker was uh, looking really solid, set up three tries in the first half, uh, given the captaincy this week, and uh, performed well. Uh, and he looked uh, he looked really strong. Just doing his thing. That's all you need from Cody Walker. Uh, he's so creative, and he's got he's got such weapons like AJ. Um, and uh, well, Latrell's not there, but when Latrell's back as well, I mean, the, he I think Cody Walker is definitely a five eight you want to have at the towards the end of the season. Uh, he's just he's got he just oozes attack. He's one of those guys that could be on single digits, uh, and then all of a sudden he he's eighty, he's a hundred. You know, within 20, 30 minutes. He's just that kind of a player. Uh, he pumped out 86. Uh, Alex Johnson, 103. Tony Milne scoring plenty of tries, 104. Uh, Cook, 75. He did spend 10 in the bin, still pumped out 75. Totola was really, really strong from an NRL perspective. Don't think he's a super coach option, but he got 67 and was very strong. Uh, Taft, this was another one I was annoyed at when I saw uh, the weather. and saw it was absolutely hosing down in Brisbane. I decided to take the reserve off Taft. Uh, and, and pop it on one of the um, more dependable uh, forwards and just, just take a 40 from one of the forwards rather than uh, the possibility of Taff getting me a sub-20 kind of score. Uh, but that wasn't to be. He was in plenty of action, looked really good, and he got 67. Uh, Jai Arrow uh, survived the guillotine this week because he was playing in the middle. Didn't end up happening because Jacob Host popped his shoulder in the first minute. And Arrow had to go onto an edge anyway. Uh, but still a really good uh, score. 63 for Arrow. Uh, was definitely more active um, than what he was last week, where he only scored a, a miserable 28. Uh, so I'm happy I held on to Arrow. Um, and he, he, he repaid me with a pretty good score there. Uh, some guy, you know, Campbell Graham with 54. I think he's still a good option, although I, he will be playing Origin, I feel. I don't know why they're not talking about him more. I think he should be playing or, Origin ahead of Stags, certainly of Talakai. Uh, I think Campbell Graham is starting centre for New South Wales. Uh, Colin Matangi, 43. I still think he's a chance for Origin as well. Um, Ilias with 33. Not a lot doing here. Uh, Cody Nicarima, who jumped ship uh, halfway during the week from the Warriors to the Bunnies, got a little bit of time. He was actually playing lock. Uh, and no, you know, he, he's, he's not an option because he's going to be he's going to be coming off the bench uh, if he's playing first grade for the Bunnies. He'll be off the bench for the Warriors, who came back storming in the second half, uh, scored four tries in about fifteen minutes towards the end of the game to make it uh, interesting at the end. And they couldn't get there. You know, they're trying setting up for field goals and two pointers at the end, and it wasn't to be. Um, left their run way too late. Uh, just such an inconsistent team, and you would have thought after last week they'd come out firing. Uh, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, real head scratcher, the Warriors, real head scratcher. Uh, and, yeah, the fact that they, they gave up so many points early on and then they could just turn it on. I don't know whether the Bunnies switched off. Like I said, I didn't think the Bunnies were, were great. Uh, the Warriors were terrible. They clicked and scored some points, made it close. But, uh, I mean, they didn't deserve to win, I don't think. Uh, Montoya, uh, back from um, his foul mouth uh, antics. Uh, 102 for him. 
Uh, Jess Devanger was strong, scored a try, uh, 85. He's not a bad option. Uh, he started at hooker. Uh, they did bring in uh, Wade Egan was out, and they did bring in the new um, the new recruit Lusick from the Roosters, uh, who played some decent minutes. But Tavanga, he's a tough cookie there. He's dual second row and hooker, eighty five, good score. Uh, Dejan Arce, uh, eighty four, scored a really good try there, where he just pinned the pinned the ears back and and um, and crossed late in the game. Uh, he's cheap. He's five eight and centre dual, so he's not a bad way option. Uh, you think he's going to play the first buy? You think he'd hold his spot there? And, you know, he's not a bad little wee option for you uh, if you need to downgrade somewhere. Uh, Reese Walsh, 76, uh, not a bad uh, not a bad play there at fullback if you possibly went a pod and went Pappenhausen to Reese Walsh, who, like I said, with the others, he does play round 13. Lodge, 63. Fanua Blake, 59. Uh, pumped out some points towards the end of the game there. Tohu Harris returned with 37 in limited minutes, and uh, you think he'd have a... A nice juicy uh, price uh, decline uh, leading into round 13, uh, and you can pick him up and hold him for the rest of the year. Uh, not a bad option there. Um, Vialia, 14. Just not a super coach player, is he? Uh, a lot of people have him in their team, like myself, and you know, round, round 14 can't come quick enough because he's stinking up the joint. Get him out of there. Uh, but that was the end of that game. Bunnies will take the two points and move on. Uh, the middle game on Saturday uh, was the Gold Coast Titans and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, I didn't catch this game. Uh, this was one I missed. And from the reports I've read, uh, it sounds like I didn't miss too much, although it was an exciting finish. It did go into extra uh, into extra time. Bo Firma still scoring well uh, for those owners who've stuck. 83 for him, 6-81. Uh, Jared Wallace did score a try at the end. He's not really an option, but 80 points for him. AJ Brimson with 80. Tino with 69. Uh, Isar Masters made a return to first grade with 33. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, Ben Hunt, 94. Sully with 80. DeBellin with 70. Uh, if we scroll down, Jack Bird, 45. Uh, Sloan made a return, 40. Uh, Zach Lomax, 37. There was a text thread while I was driving, and uh, two blokes, two Lomax owners who were just crucifying the bloke. And I thought, geez, he must be having a shocker here. Um, they absolutely ripping into him for everything he was doing or not doing. And I thought, hey, I'll have a look at the score. He must be on He must be on five or something sometime in the second half here. And I had a look, and he was on 30. I thought, what are you, what are you blowing up about? He's not going that bad. I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't watch the game, so he possibly had a poor game. But from these guys were ripping in from a super coach perspective, and his score wasn't that bad. I thought, shit, try spending nine hundred grand on turbo and get back to me. Um, but anyway, he got thirty-seven. Look, that's his lowest score for the year, and Lomax has been pretty consistent without the attacking stats. He's been pumping out fifties, so uh, you know, I don't see any reason to get rid of Lomax. I've got a feeling those two blokes are both going to get rid of him. Uh, Maguire, just 12. I think he got sinbend, uh, did get injured as well. Uh, picked up, might have been a groin injury there. Look, good luck to Gold Coast. They needed that win. They were really struggling this year. Uh, and St. George, hard to get a read on. They're not a top eight team, St. George. Uh, I think both these teams are going to be um, in that 10 to 14 kind of range. I don't think they're uh, spoon options. I think that's, I think there's only one team that's getting the spoon uh, this year, um, but yeah, both teams struggling for the 
struggling for form, struggling for consistency, won't make the eight. Not too many super coach options there either. Uh, Gold Coast do play the first buy, but there's no one you really want to bring in. And St. George with the second buy. And to be fair, the, the bloke that uh, my mates were slaying, Lomax is really the only guy I would look at in that side uh, at the moment. Uh, so not uh, too much super coach flavor amongst those two teams. All right, we'll take a quick break, pay some bills, and catch it the other side. Our planet is dying. Hi. I'm Bruce Caird from Bruce Caird Electric Motor Group. I'm a father, a husband, a son, a PE teacher, and a friend. But all of that means jack shit compared to my real passion, the environment, and selling electric and hybrid vehicles. We need to plant more native trees, say no to plastics, and significantly reduce our carbon emissions. And that's where I can help. Now... I know electric and hybrid vehicles get a bad rap with the blokes for their lack of style and performance, and guys are worried that driving one of these will instantly lower their testosterone by at least 80%. But you need to check out these beauties I have in stock. As well as the established ball-busting Toyota Prius and Nissan Leaf, I've also secured a fresh batch of the all-new Volvo Volvas, Lexus Labias, and the new kit on the block, the seven-seater Irrational Mood Swing. So come down to Bruce Cared Motors for a test drive. Once you hop in one of these bad boys, you won't need a shitty Mel Gibson movie to know what women want, because you're halfway to becoming one yourself. Bruce Cared Electric Motor Group. Getting more pussies on the road, one sale at a time. Mortgages. Am I right? Don't know where to start? Think you have a deposit, but the bank says no? Or just can't be asked. Hi. I'm Rocky Rhodes from Rocky Rhodes Mortgages. With over 20 years experience on my knees in the industry, I've managed to bank a few favours with the lending institutes out there, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So if you're sick and tired of talking to the banks, come and see me and let me use my mouth on them instead. Rocky Rhodes Mortgages. You've got rocks in your head if you don't use me. All right, we're back. And a big thank you to uh, my sponsors, Rocky Roads and uh, Bruce Card for their support. Really, really appreciate. All right. The big game of the whole round was top of the table, Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers, and ended up being pretty one-sided in the end. Uh, the Panthers, 32, the Melbourne Storm, 6. Storm without Pappenhausen, and then uh, news came earlier in the day that uh, they are going to be without uh, Jerome Hughes as well. So you're missing two of your starting uh, spine, Two key players and strong players uh, in your team. I mean, especially Pappenhausen. I mean, you can't replace them. Uh, and it was always going to be tough uh, for the Storm. And uh, a lot of the Panthers were fully fit and raring to go and really, really gave it to the Storm. You know, the Storm did all right in the second half. I think it might have been 20 to 6 or 22 6, like that at half time. Uh, you know, the Storm did well because the Panthers do it. They do so well and strangle the side. And, uh, you know, don't cough up possession, control the territory there and just attack and wave after wave. And I thought the Storm were really strong in defence, uh, only conceding two tries in the second half. But, uh, you know, they they had no attacking ball in that second half at all and the Panthers really smothered them and just do what they do best. I thought they were really, really strong. Um, good gutsy performance from the, from the Panthers, just really just flexing some muscle and, you know, they, they got beat 
uh, by Parramatta last week, and you know they lost by they only lost by two points, but uh, yeah, they were they were beaten around the field by Parramatta. They they came out and proved a point this week uh, and really stuck it to the storm. Uh, were, were way more physical. Their forward pack dominated the Storms pack, and uh, and then when you when that happens, you you can let Cleary do his thing. Luai was very strong. Uh, Kickout was very very strong on that left edge as well uh, with Tago and with May. Uh, Yo is Yo is such an important player to that side. Uh, you can't underestimate how important Yo is to them, and it'll be you know really you really hope that uh, that he can if he goes through the year without any injuries or issues, uh, and Cleary stays fit, uh, they're every chance of going back-to-back. Uh, they look really strong. Look, the Storm will come back. Uh, you know, yeah, they're going to think they're playing each other again in around 22. You'd hope both teams are fully fit, uh, and that would be um, uh, probably a better reflection of where both teams are at. Uh, I believe that game is in Penrith. This was a home game for the Storm. Um, so that game will be in Penrith, so that gives them the upper hand there. But uh, look, it's two teams that are going to be fighting it out. You know, that you'll see them in prelims, uh, if not in the grand final. You would have thought. Uh, look for uh, for the Panthers. Uh, Tago with 105, uh, really really strong game, scoring tries. Uh, just he just looks he just looks every bit the first grader uh, this year. He got a, he got a glimpse of it last year and, and looked pretty good on the eye. Uh, this year he's just come in and he's hardly put a foot wrong. Uh, there was talk, you know, he was a trade option this week and getting people getting rid of him. I saw he was on the most traded list. I don't know why. This isn't a hindsight call. This was, you know, that was crazy from the start. Um, really good player in a really, really good team. Playing round 13, he's dual. Yeah, he was losing cash, but so what? I mean, I thought he, I think he's a keeper for the year. Especially, He's definitely a keeper to, uh, for round 13. Uh, guys getting rid of him, uh, he punished you for that with 105. Look, I had him on my bench. Um, I had some issues, and when I didn't do what I was going to do uh, with um, Pappenhausen to Puppy, which would have brought Tago down to my centres, and I probably would have played him. I had him stuck in the second row, decided not to play him because I thought if the Storm can shut the Panthers down, Tago's in for a quiet game. And I ended up having to play Coates, and wow, that really hurt me. We'll talk about his score um, very, very soon. Uh, but Tago, 105. Uh, Cleary, who I decided to captain, I backed Penrith to win. I thought Cleary, you know, didn't have a great game last week. He'll really want to put that right, and he did, and he was solid. Uh, 85, super stoked with that. Uh, Kickout with 84 was very, very good again. Um, a little bit more consistency in Kickout's game this year. Geez, I hope something happens and he falls, his contract falls through and he doesn't go to the Dogs. I just, he's not going to get the ball at the Dogs that he gets at the moment with uh, Penrith. And... If you're going to have Kikau on one edge, Pangai Jr. on the other, and they're not getting really, really good quality attacking ball, the dogs, I don't think Kikau's what the answer for the dogs, and I don't think it's best for Kikau either. Um, I know it's hard for Penrith to try and keep all these great players. They're going to have massive salary cap issues when you've got such a quality team across the board. You can't keep them all. Uh, I get that. Uh, and look, they've got... They've got Liam Martin, who I think they want to try and sew up. Uh, they've signed uh, Luke Garner from the Tigers, who's you know he's he's no kick out, uh, but I mean he'll do a job on the edge. They've they've got guys like Hopgood, uh, Maverick Guyer, uh, young guys who who might crack into the um, into uh, first grade next year as well. Uh, but yeah, the 
I think Penrith are definitely going to miss Kikau. I think Kikau is definitely going to miss Penrith when it happens next year. Uh, Luai, 84, um, into some form, scoring tries, looking good on the left. Uh, what else? Yo, 57, just another Yo game with 50-something, uh, looking so good. Uh, Toto, 45, not as much ball on that right edge there. Uh, and his, uh, he's very, very expensive. His price is going to come down. I really think post-origin, Tall is going to be a great option for you and super coach in the center wing there. Uh, Taylor May with 44. Um, not a great score, but I think you had to temper expectations going into this round with the weather, what we thought was going to happen. And, uh, I mean, you know, you really you had to keep an eye on those center wing scores for your super coach, you know, with your eyes closed and just have a wee peek through. And, oh, God, how are we going? 44 is better than eight. A's AB coats. So take that. Uh, Coruscant 37, uh, not really a good super coach score, but an excellent game itself. Just, just sniping and drawing in and putting, um, you know, putting players not necessarily into big gaps, but putting players into a position where they're going to run eight to ten meters in their head ups. There, Coruscant's a very smart player, and he's a great pickup for the Tigers next year. And I think Penrith are certainly going to miss him. Uh, he'll get paid at the Tigers, and the Tigers pick up. A massive upgrade there at Hooker. Uh, that's about it there from the Panthers' point of view. For the Storm for Supercoach, highest score, Harry Grant with 58. So not super awesome, to be fair. Um, they just they just got beaten up in the middle of the field there. Uh, that was one of the only other uh, ones I got right. I picked Grant top score. I only got Grant and Burton, the only guys I, I got right there. Plenty of other guys who finished top three, but that's not what that's about. Um, but Grant, yeah, 58, couldn't really attack because they just didn't have enough front football. Uh, Cam Munster, 49, tried his heart out. Tried his heart out, but tough game. Uh, and that's what you get uh, when you play against a side like Penrith. Defensively, so, so strong. So you really got to be careful um, if you do have players playing against Penrith. Don't don't expect massive scores because uh, Penrith just don't dish those out. Uh, Josh King, 47, still just doing his thing. Uh, Kamikamitha made a return, uh, 32. He looked busy. Uh, he looked really super keen. Um, he's going to bolster their, uh, their, their middle forward rotation there. That might affect, uh, Josh King's, uh, minutes. I would have thought, uh, Kamikamitha's proven, uh, NRL level. And I think he's a really, really good player. Uh, so, uh, timely, um, entry back into first grade, uh, for the storm for him. I uh, wish really struggled at the back. Poor bugger. Um, he's a cheapie there at um, Hooker and 5'8". He really struggled. I wonder if they'll keep him there next week. Uh, you know, they made a quick switch there and moved him to fullback. It was Meany was named there during the week. Um, I think they might give Meany a crack uh, this week. Um, yeah, tough old game against uh, one of the best halfbacks with that uh, awesome kicking game. Wishart was always going to struggle. And unfortunately, he did. Um, yeah, Xavier Coates, eight points. Uh, I'm not allowed to say the F word on this pod, or I've made the decision not to, but but F, F, F and F. Uh, so disappointing. And I've, I've, I had him at the start, and I traded him, and I brought him back, and you know, I trade the bloke. You know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do. Uh, and But he's a, he's a tricky one because people say, oh, you, know, you don't have to play him every week, but... Even that's risky, and you put him on your bench, and you don't play him, and he he, he pumps out a hat trick, you know. And it's a real frustrating, real frustrating one for me. Uh, look, he is going to be playing Origin, 
as well. So he will be missing games, but he's like he's a quality athlete. There's just no base there, uh, and yeah, he's more of an old school winger um, with with all the skills of a new school winger. But um, just yeah, he's just so frustrating from a super coach perspective um, if you own the bloke. And um, yeah, I'll have to make a call what I do there. But super frustrating. All right, Sunday. And uh, this was frustrating for Nico Hines uh, owners inside the captain. Him. Very, very popular captain option this week coming uh, off the massive 185 he got last week against the Warriors. And it just wasn't to be for the Sharks. Uh, I was on the road for this one as well. I was listening in. Uh, I didn't actually realize they were wearing their um, older school uh, uniforms there. Probably the reason they played so poor. Is they are ugly. Go back, get rid of that really bright blue and bring back the uh, the paler light blue. Much, much nicer. And they probably would have won if they were wearing that. Uh, just just kidding. But um, look, 30 points to 10. The Raiders, where did this come from? I mean, they got out to a big lead early and they held on to it. I mean, God, would have been a fantastic uh, for an NRL narrative during the week if the Raiders had lost from being 20 points, 22 up, whatever it was. Would have been glorious. Um, from uh, from someone who's not a big Raiders fan, and you know they're not one of my favourite teams for sure. Uh, it's always great to see Ricky Stewart struggling and blowing up and all the rest of it. But at the same time, uh, good to see him happy as well. I mean, the bloke deserves it. Where's his heart on his sleeve? And you, you probably wish more coaches were like Ricky Stewart in that regard. Uh, look, good on Canberra. Um, picked up the win. They had guys sinbinned and still managed to hold. I think three blokes went into the bin. Still managed to hold on. Uh, from what I heard, it just wasn't really working for Hines uh, at fullback. It was all a little bit clunky. A tricky call because uh, you know they've still got Kennedy out for another week. Do they just keep Hines at fullback just for one more week? Um, or do they move him back to halfback where he's been killing it? Uh, and maybe give... Um, I mean, Moylan could play there, but then they've got to find another 5'8". Do they keep Trindle at halfback and Hines play at 5'8"? Or do they just... There are, there's a few uh, younger guys there at the Sharks whose names uh, I can't remember right now who could be options at fullback um, just for a week. Um, interesting to see there. Poor old Dale Finucane, another head knock. Uh, he's, a, he's getting a few of these, and it's a bit of a concern. And I think he might have also hurt his knee. Um, so, look, good for um, good for Cam McInnes, who's uh, just trucking along nicely. He could be a super coach option for you if Finucane is going to be um, out for any period of time, you know, any more than three three weeks. You'd have to look at uh, McInnes who will lock down the lock spot. Look, four super coach uh, points here. Uh, Josh Papali'i with 90. Harawira Naira, 68. Uh, Seb Chris, 68. Zach Wolford, uh, Simon Wolford's son, uh, 63. Had a really good game uh, at hooker there. Um, good to see. Uh, good. His dad was a great player, and looks like he's going to be a good player himself. Uh, Brad Schneider for those who are holding on. If they played him, don't know whether you would have, but fifty-seven, you'll take that. Um, what else we got here? Not a lot else doing. I picked Elliot Whitehead, uh, the top score, nowhere near it, thirty-three. Um, again, Savage with five. Nickel Clock started twenty-two. Rap in the thirty-one. Uh, Frawley 31, Kotrick 33, or Chotrick 33, just uh, and Tamoko 34, just no points there in, in the um, in the back line there for the Raiders. Just got to steer clear. 
for the Sharks. Uh, Mulatalo, 59. McInnes, another good game, like I mentioned, 57. Hines with 50. So uh, for a, a big, I think he would have been the most popular captain option this week. Uh, you're not stoked with 50, are you? Uh, but look, you know, don't despair. He, Hines is a season-long keeper. He'll bounce back. Um, and, you know, he's the kind of bloke that'll bounce back next week, depending on what position he plays. Because uh, playing fullback for the Sharks is a bit different to playing fullback at the Storm like he was last year when he was killing it. Keep that in mind. But, you know, you could put the captaincy on him. He could rip out 150 next week and you're laughing again. Um, what else? Talakai, just 34. Again, I think don't trade the bloke out. Uh, two weeks' time, he's gonna he, you can put him into your centres and, and um, you've got to have a different mindset. When you have him at centre... Think of him as a centre where, you know what, if it's not your day, you'll take 34 points without the attack. Don't think of him as a 700,000-plus second rower. Think of him as a centre with lots of upside. Put him down to your centres and have that kind of mindset. That's what I'll be doing, uh, and you just cop that. Uh, the form from earlier in the year, I think defences have uh, maybe clued up a little bit more. Um, but uh, the Sharks will find a way to free him up and get him running with some good ball again, I think. Um, you can't put it just down to a terrible manly defence that night and whoever he played when he, he busted out another 100 uh, the week prior, I think it was. You just Talakai will be back. I think he'll score well. I think the fact he's dual, he won't be playing Origin. The Origin talk's bullshit. Um, the fact that he's dual, he'll play the second buy around and be a good number for you. Just don't go trading them unless you really need to fix your team and then he will free up plenty of cash for you. But I'll, I'll be holding for sure. Uh, Elliot Whitehead was on report. Uh, Jack Williams hurt his shoulder in this game as well. And like I said, Finucane with the head knock and um, and a dodgy knee. A really good game. The middle game here on Sunday was the Roosters and uh, the Parramatta Eels. Uh, fifth versus sixth. Uh, really fun game to watch here. Um, two teams that you expect are going to be there or thereabouts come finals time. And, uh, yeah, it played out. It played out really well. Look, I actually picked the Eels. I love the Roosters. Um, they are my second favorite team, uh, which is weird. I mean, you either love or you hate the Roosters, but I've grown to really enjoy a lot of the players in the Roosters. Um, plenty of perv action there from a, from a heterosexual dude who appreciates the male form. Uh, there was a lot of perv action in this game. Uh, I put the question out to some of the boys uh, with a bit of a scenario, um, mixed uh, mixed results from uh, the replies there, but that's neither here nor there. It was 31 Roosters, 24 Eels. So big win for the Roosters who've struggled against uh, fellow top eight teams and especially top four teams in the last few years, just can't seem to win those games. So this is a really good result for them. The Eels couldn't back up the, uh, the good performance last week against Penrith. And uh, they fell a little short. Uh, really hurt this game. Like I mentioned, Papali'i was coming into my side all week. And then a quick change of plans and uh, effed everything up for me. And, of course, he scores a double. Of course, he scores 113 points. I mean, that's that's great stuff. Uh, and I was really, really super stoked when it happened. Uh, very frustrating. Anyway, uh, that happens. And... Uh, yeah, we're going to move on. At some stage, I will move on. Uh, look, Joey Manu, six on legs. Love this bloke. Pumps out 91. Such a good footballer. Incredibly good footballer. Really stoked as an owner. Um, playing really, really good footy. 
and he is going to be so important to the Roosters because he is definite X factor in that side. In a team full of stars, he's got real game winning X factor, uh, and um, he looks so good on that right edge with his mate Joseph Suwali. How good was that leap? Uh, AFL styles over the bloke's back. Um, it was a Perham, possibly, I think it was. Uh, over Perham's back, takes the mark and turns around, falls to the ground, dots down for the try. That was sensational stuff. And he's really starting to fill that potential that was talked about a few years ago uh, when he got signed by the Bunnies and the schoolboy prodigy and look out. And he's really starting to show us some of that. And this bloke's in for a massive career and really stoked he's at the try colours. Uh, Hargrave scored a try, 81. Tupanua back to some form after being benched last week, 77. Sam Walker played well. Real good um, play there when the Parramatta were down a player. Gutherson was in the defensive line, and uh, Walker saw it. Chip and chase over the top. No fullback at home. Uh, he died down. That was a really good, clever play from a young guy. And it just shows, again, a lot like uh, with um, Suali, a lot of talk about Walker. Uh, and his form's up and down. You've got to remember, he's he's only young. You've got to expect that. But, wow, really good stuff to see there. And 69 points for Walker. Uh, Takiyaho, 62. He might be playing some more minutes, uh, I think. Um, you've got um, you've got an injury to Radley, a syndesmosis. Takiyaho might end up playing lock. Uh, Butcher might end up playing lock as well. We'll wait and see what they do there. Or Connor Watson could play lock. Uh, but they don't really have a dummy half. Um, so, you know, Hutchinson's no way. Hutchinson's 80-minute dummy half. So there are some issues there for the Roosters. Tedesco, 62. Um, you know, he was an option this week for uh, Pappenhausen replacement. Uh, 62 for him uh, with a try. Uh, Angus Crichton, 42. Uh, I toyed with the idea of bringing in Angus Crichton. I'm glad I did. And 42, you want a bit more of that out of him than that. Uh, Radley, 11, to get that ankle injury. For Parramatta, uh, as I said, Papa Lee just keeps on keeping on. 113. You've got to have him in your team. Uh, maybe I should listen to my own advice. Uh, I think I'm going to this week. And as soon as it's available, I'll be trading him in and locking him in. And uh, I'm not going to listen to myself uh, come Thursday or Friday night when I want to make some changes. Uh, Madison, 107. Very, very strong. Um, and again, he's a He's a good option. Don't get put off the fact he's on the bench. He's still playing strong minutes, and uh, he's scoring now. He's got the attack there, 107, really good. Mitch Moses, 106. Uh, good game for Mitch Moses. Back to some form. Good to see. Uh, scores drop off after that. Marnie, 48. Dylan Brown, just the 47. Uh, Gutherson, 47. Uh, Penasini, 43. Uh, you'll take that for owners. You'll take 43. Uh, what else? Not else. Nothing else really doing there for Paramount. Really good win for the Roosters. Good job by them. All right, last game of the round, and it was the North Queensland Cowboys and the West Tigers. I was looking forward to this game. I actually thought the Tigers were a chance um, to maybe spoil the party for the Cowboys who have been on a good winning streak. And not to be. Cowboys are super impressive. I think they're 100% completion rate in the first half. Uh, didn't give the Tigers a chance. Tigers uh, uh, didn't look that bad. I thought they were gutsy. Uh, Brooks done his hammy. Uh, Jake Simpkin, the hooker, uh, nasty head knock in the first half, and he wobbled off the field. Um, but, yeah, uh, tough old game um, for the Tigers, who struggled along. Um, yeah, 36 points to 12. Cowboys look slick. 
They look really strong. They didn't even play Tamalolo uh, in the second half. Um, funny one there. I didn't hear anything about that in regards to an injury or anything. He was just, they just didn't need him to play. And maybe he was carrying a bit of an injury. Um, so Peyton didn't risk him. Uh, and yeah, Tamalolo, just 24 points. He played well, maybe the maybe the first half hour. So yeah, 24. Funny old one, that one. Uh, hopefully nothing to be concerned about. And you just hold with uh, Tamalolo. Uh, Murray Tulangi, he had a good game. He had a fantastic game. Unbelievable try he set up there where it looked like he was going to get bundled uh, into touch in the end goal, flicked the ball back and into the waiting arms of Scotty Drinkwater, who dodged it down. Uh, Tulangi was a fantastic 99, scored a try. He was really good. Uh, someone else who scored a try, Ruben Cotter, 89 for him, just a workhorse in the middle of the field. Um, Robson popped uh, a ball to him and, um, through. He runs through the middle of the field. He had Dearden on his right. He looks to his left and dummies to his left. And uh, the fullback, Toa, uh, took, well, he kind of took the dummy. Kind of just brushed past him. <laughs> he just kept on going and uh, scored the try. It was fantastic stuff. Really good play. Oh, geez, I don't want him playing Origin. I've got him in my super coach team, but I've got a feeling he's he's going to play Origin. I've got a feeling. Um, and if I look at the Origin team, I guess a lot depends on maybe if David Fafida is fit and plays. Because um, they actually do have quite a lot of middle forwards there at Queensland. Uh, I think Cotter will uh, at least be in the squad and maybe get a look at it and a taste of it. Um, possibly might not uh, play Origin. I hope he doesn't because he'd be a valuable number for me for round 13. Uh, and he's a he's a great second hooker option there. I reckon you can run with uh, Grant and uh, Cotter for the year up there at hooker. And he does have second row uh, dual flexibility if you need it. Peter Hiku, 87, really, really good footy player and playing well. 87, you'll take that from Peter Hiku. Uh, one stage there where a drink of water was tackled on um, on the fifth, on the right wing there. So he was out of the play. Hiku quickly shoots into the middle of the field to play as the fullback, impromptu fullback. He gets the ball um, running towards the left and uh, sets up the try there. Uh, and it was just really good, uh, smart play there from an experienced campaigner. And uh, Hiku's been a great buy for the Cowboys. Scored a try first for the Cowboys as well. And good for him. Uh, Nanai uh, picked up a Nanai try off a bomb. He just, it, it's like a magnet. And he just runs in. You think, oh, yeah, here's Nanai. But no, the, they've got the fullback's got this covered. No, he doesn't. Nanai's just jumped over the top. Nanai's not a tall bloke. He'd be, what, 5'10", maybe? Um, not a tall bloke at all, but fantastic under the high ball on attack. Uh, and, yeah, he's a weapon. Uh, Dearden was 60, playing great footy. Uh, Scott Drinkwater, 46. Um, was he an option to bring in this week? I don't know. They've got a couple of tough... They do have Penrith and Melbourne coming up. Uh, but And he, he was taken off oh, maybe the 60th minute, 55th minute. He was taken off. The hammer um, came on the fullback. Uh, Drinkwater did come on maybe in the last 10 or 12 minutes. But, yeah, funny one there um, for Drinkwater owners. Uh, well, he's still playing good footing. He's playing in a team playing well. So, um, Lukey, 35 for those uh, that own. Tamalolo, just 24, like I mentioned. Um, watch the space. Don't know if there's an injury. There's nothing nothing talked about there in regards to an injury for him. Maybe just carrying a few niggles and uh, the game, they had the game in hand. So, Peyton didn't bother putting him back on. For the Tigers, Luke Garner, 65. Hastings, 64. He's trying his heart out, Hastings. He's a good player. Very, very good player. Another good player, Alex Twile. Really hoping he'd dot over. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be fantastic in his hundredth game? He scores a try next week. 
Uh, I think they're playing at Leichhardt. How good would that be? You'd think they're going to try and draw something up for Twile. Um, might be worth just chucking a sneaky five on Twile to score a try in his 100th game. He's, he's gone 99 games without a try. Dude's an absolute workhorse. It'll be fantastic if he does. Uh, to Alangi, 46. Uh, got some nice upgrade points there. Um, I was forced to play to Alangi this week, and look, I'll take 46. Not much action, not really running the ball much. Uh, defensively, I think he's pretty strong. Uh, for the Tigers, uh, and he's an option there. Uh, what else doing? Uh, Utakamanu, 42. Uh, he is He's pretty cheap now. He's a popular preseason option there for players. Uh, if he can get his legs back and find some form, uh, he could be an option for you after the first buy. Uh, what else? Luke Brooks, 35. He's got the hamstring injury. Leilua, just 34. Um, so, yeah. Real struggle there for the Tigers, real struggle. And look, I really like uh, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a sensational chance of playing finals this year. No one would have expected that. I mean, I had them I had them uh, actually as my bottom team. I didn't think they were going to go well at all. Um, but uh, yeah, here we go. The, ti- uh, the Tigers are struggling. The Cowboys are flying. Look, breaking news before we go, the... Uh, uh, the results are in, and our boy Garth, the Riddell Raiders, massive score, 1,206 this week, and he is in the 47th overall. So well done to Garth. Um, great effort, mate. You are absolutely killing it. Well done. Um, you might have to up your uh, your um, your hot takes that, uh, uh, that you give us there uh, on a Thursday. Um, but... 47 you will take that overall rank well done to you and that's going to do it for uh the round 10 uh review of the uh, supercoach therapy podcast thanks very much for joining us uh, i will be back on thursday to um preview a big round round 11 thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you later